You're listening to the Protecting Your Practice podcast with your hosts, Attorney Dan Mayer and Licensed Counselor Melissa Westner. Dan is not your attorney and Melissa is not your therapist, but they're here to help you cross your T's and dot your I's as they talk about all the things you wish you had learned in grad school. And now, here are your hosts. Hello, and welcome back to the Protecting Your Practice podcast. This is the last episode of season two, and Dan and I have some updates for you. So this will be my last season with the Protecting Your Practice podcast. And my guess is that naturally the the question would be, you know, what's going on? What's the reason for the change? And it's nothing too exciting other than to say that I'm going to be stepping down so I can focus more on my counseling practice because as Dan and I will be talking about shortly, a podcast is definitely a time-consuming process. But we definitely have learned a lot through this process. And so you'll be hearing a little bit about that today. I don't know about many of you, kind of your experience during the pandemic. This was a project that Dan and I had been thinking about even before the pandemic started. And then when the pandemic did start, I know that I, like many people, kind of hunkered down and took on a bazillion things. And then after doing a bazillion things, I also found myself realizing that I don't need to do all of the things. And so this is one of those things that I'm stepping down from just so I can have a little bit more time and have a little bit more focus on my practice. Yeah. So today, um, we'll be focusing on looking back, reflecting on the experience of doing PYP together, um, what we've learned, maybe about what our some of our favorite topics were, um, and then also talking about what are we up to now. And, and towards the end, we'll talk about what's to come. Yeah. So I think a lot of times when people see you doing something new, like a podcast, for example, people are like, oh, wow, that's so cool. That's so great. Or even if it's a new business that you've started, people get really excited and they think it's really impressive. And it is. But what people don't see is all of the work and all of the effort goes on behind the scenes. So I'm wondering, Dan, if you would maybe talk a little bit about what that has looked like for us going way back a few years now and getting ready for the podcast. Yeah. So it's always funny because, you know, when you hear, listen to podcasts or people doing podcasts, you're listening to podcasts like I am, you hear what's being put out there, and maybe it's interesting and or even fun to listen to. But you know what is interesting about doing a podcast is, as anyone who does has done a podcast before knows, is that there is so much more that happens beyond just what you hear on when you're in your car or you're listening to on your headphones in the gym or whatever it is. The episodes you're listening to, there's so much more, actually, way more work that's not being recorded and happening off the podcast, um, the the episode. And so that's been, I think for us, one of the biggest um, learning things, right? From the very get-go, there was almost a year it took for us to even, before we got to the point where we were recording our very first podcast. Um, I mean, we went down and maybe some other people don't do it this way, but we did. Um, And I know other podcasts do as well. You know, we went actually had brainstormed multiple sessions over our logo and brainstormed and went over our the font we were going to use. And then we also looked at the platforms that we wanted to use and what was the best way to record. And, you know, you know, we use um we actually record using Zoom. 
And uh, that's how we get our audio. And then we use um, various services to upload that and get it ready to be put um, out so you can listen to it. But all of that was a process of learning and honing it and figure out how to do that. Along the way, we also took courses and we both educated ourselves on that process. We worked with a number of different collaborators, wonderful collaborators. Um, give a shout out to Melvin um, with the Selling the Couch. Uh, he does a podcast as well, but Selling a Couch business, I guess. And you know, he and his group and, and a lot of the other practitioners we met who also were doing podcasting or producing other content have been really supportive community. Um, and that was a big part of us learning how to, to do this. You know, for me personally, it also was neat to do a podcast in this format because it allowed me to utilize skills that I don't normally get to use outside of the legal world, right? So it's one of those things where you can either have or gain um, or hone skills, right, in your, your professional career, right? And outside of that very narrow time, you know, during the day or during your week, where or you know or, or your career where you're using those skills it doesn't always really fit most of the rest of your life and for me as an attorney you know you know being able to come up with on the spot questions developing questions ahead of time you know trying to anticipate how someone might respond thinking on my feet or the chair as it might be where i'm sitting you know and pivoting as needed in the middle of a, of a conversation are all things that as an attorney certainly you have to learn and master and become good at but normally in my, my regular life, that's not something that I'm, skills I'm drawing on. So the podcast really offered me an opportunity to use those skills in a different way. Rather than just being using it for legal work as an attorney, it allowed me to use them in a totally different manner, but in a way that was still effective. So for me, that was a really cool experience to be able to do that as well. Yeah, it probably took us about a year before we ever launched. A year of behind-the-scenes work. Dan and I used to meet at like 8 p.m. at night. We had both already had a really long day, but 8 o'clock at night was the time that both of us were free. So we were meeting at like 8 o'clock at night. We did two podcast trainings. We're meeting with all these people to design the logo, to find our intro, outro, um, to design our cover. We have a very interesting podcast cover that we never used that... I've been waiting for an opportunity for us to share, but maybe this will be it to show the one we did not go with. Oh, yes. Dan definitely looked better than I do in this one. Um, <laughs> but we will share. We'll give you all a laugh. We'll post that. We'll, we'll show you um, what did not happen. So, you know, in terms of, you know, episodes and things like that, also what was you know neat about doing the podcast, you know, was that um, bringing Melissa's set of skills and my set of skills to the table you know, certainly was really useful when we're talking about topics that matter to healthcare and mental health practitioners, you know, from, you know, whether it's mandated reporting to um, handling obstacles that come up in the course of your practice, you know, or to how, you know, the most recent one, how, you know, sex therapy and how does that interact or involve, you know, practitioners and, and the book that was just recently published on that. So it's been it's been a good opportunity to really kind of delve into a lot of topics that matter to you guys that certainly affect Melissa's practice or come up in Melissa's practice that I work with with practitioners on on an almost daily basis. You know, I think I don't have a specific single favorite episode. I think that for me, the episodes that were most interesting were the ones where I actually sat back and thought, "Wow, that's an interesting point that I never considered or 
something I had not known. And we had a number of guests over the years, um, the two years, I should say, um, and over the number of episodes we did, where, you know, a guest out of the blue would say something. And I thought, I just learned something, right? And I thought I knew a lot coming into this, and I did. But I also think I learned a lot taking that away from that, from that experience. And most of that came not from the episodes when Melissa and I were, you know, already prepared and had a topic that we were discussing, but really actually I think happened more this season with guests we were having on as we had a new, you know, totally, totally different element, a third person in their conversation with us, having that conversation. And in that moment, spur of the moment, they say something. And like I said, it really, I can remember distinctly a number of different times where I actually sat back and was like, well, that's a really fascinating point. And usually that's when I would have to pivot. And for those of you who are listening, it might be a small tell, but if you listen closely, you might be able to hear, I'm not sure, but you might be able to hear me, like if there's a hesitancy or something like that when I'm talking, it's because I'm actually pivoting in that moment. They come in, wow, wow, this is a whole new point I haven't considered. How do I respond to that? What question do I need to come up with to follow up on that? So that's one of the things, the biggest, I think, pieces that I got to work on as, as a podcast host um, was working on pivoting and, and coming up with questions and spur the moment and really having an honest conversation. Um, and I think that's, for me, was one of the most exciting parts of the podcast as well, was being able to actually just have a conversation. I always tell guests before they come on, for me, it's like we're sitting across the table having a cup of coffee and we're just talking. So the, the kind of spirit that I moved forward in when I was having these guests on was if I'm having a cup of coffee with this person, we had, we're going to pick a specific topic to talk about. How would that come across? Yeah. And I think, you know, we're always recording and you get the audio version of this, but we do record on Zoom. And so because we want to be able to see one another's facial expressions and cues. Um, but one of the things that I've always enjoyed watching with Dan is anytime we have other guests on, like Dan truly is intent on whoever he is talking to. Like when I'm looking at him, I can genuinely tell that he really is interested in whatever that other person is talking about. And you've probably heard on most of the episodes, you hear Dan say something like, this is probably the most interesting episode that we've done. But every time he says it, he really means it. I do. And and you see that we have not been the most active people on social media. Like I said, we are both busy and posting on another social media platform. It's just, you know, it hasn't been easy. But if I had more social media skills than I actually have, I'm pretty sure I would have created like a little reel with Dan saying, I think that this is the best episode we've ever done, like each and every time. And we would have a social <laughs> media reel for that. I just don't know how to do it. Somebody actually commented on that to me a while back. Someone said, yeah, <laughs> was it me? Podcast <laughs> no, it wasn't you. It was totally someone random totally who'd listen to the podcast. And they said, um, you know, like, you know, I was listening to a couple of your podcasts and I noticed that I'm not sure if it's a tick or if it's a, a whatever it is doing, but a lot of times you'll say like, this is really interesting. This is like one of the most interesting conversations I've ever had. And I'll say, well, that's true because up until that point, that mm -hmm. was a really interesting conversation. Like got then, and really what I'm getting at is, is that, and I guess that's what I was, was just saying as well, was that for me, every episode I did, there was something I was taking away from that, that I mm -hmm. found profoundly interesting talking to professionals who are experts in their area. And so for me in that moment, it was, it is the one of the things I've, I've had. Um, and so it's not hyperbole. It's more like, well, everything to me is interesting, right? Like if I weren't, I wouldn't do this. 
So yeah. I, it's so funny because someone else mentioned that to me and I was like, yeah, that's a good point. It's like, I, I think that's, that's true. And it is genuine <laughs> every single time. It is genuine. Yes, it is. It is. Yes. And that has been an interesting part. You know, we've been able to connect with people that we already knew on the episode, on the podcast, um, but we've been able to meet new people. We've been able to hear from other experts, which has been really interesting, gives us an opportunity to learn from them. We've been able to um, learn from other people's experiences. You know, season two was usually not great experiences that people have had, but it's still an opportunity to learn from other people and to share so that other people can hopefully not have those same experiences. Outside of that, when it comes to the format and the things like that, you know, for me, honestly, I enjoy talking as anyone who's ever, you know, conversed with me in person knows. And so for me, it's also, you know, was an opportunity and is an opportunity to just talk about topics. I think just in the process of talking things out, whether it was the first season or second season when we had guests on, more guests on, I should say, you know, I think that that's, there is value in that. And I guess that's where that also for me, you know, wow, that's, you know, I say, oh, that's one of the most interesting things I've ever heard. Right. Well, that's because, again, I think it's a situation where it's like, we're talking about stuff and people are coming on and talking about things they may not normally get to talk about, right? Mm -hmm. In daily life, right? And I think for all of us who, you know, our guests and us, maybe you listening, it was an experiential journey, right? I think something that we all, in our own way, took away from. Um, and I hope that if you're listening, there was something you took away from each of those episodes too. So I'm wondering, Dan, hmm, I'm going off script here, but... I can remember when we recorded our very first episode. And I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about what it was like to record our first episode compared to maybe where we are now. Yeah. So I first episode, it was definitely a situation where I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I've never done anything like this before in my life. So I uh, here we go. Now, I definitely think that, especially towards the beginning, especially the first season, but definitely towards the very first episode or first couple episodes, you know, there was a, um, when we were talking about different topics, I think I was overly prepared. Um, and I, I think I, I'm not normally someone who reads off, you know, when I give speeches or I give talks or stuff like that, I have an outline I'll usually go through. And that's what we do for our podcast episodes as well. But I'm not someone who reads from it directly, but I definitely think, I think I haven't gone back and listened to it. I don't, I don't like listening to myself personally, but I haven't gone back and listened. But I think that if you were to listen to the first couple episodes versus where we were by season two, it might sound a bit more like I was a little bit more structured and as if I was reading off of something. And that's probably because I was trying to compensate for not being sure what I'm doing. I think by this point now, where I am now, right now, in this episode, right, we're doing right now. I have the outline with some bullet points that we talked about, topics we might want to cover, but I'm really just kind of speaking off the cuff. So if it sounds like I'm talking about my butt right now, it's because I am. <laughs> yeah. I, but I mean every word of it. When we recorded our very first episode, our little intro to the podcast and intro to us, we had the entire thing scripted out. And I'm pretty Correct. sure we recorded word it word. eight times. Like literally yes. eight times. We're like, no, no, no. We need to do that again. We need to do that That's again. True. And then finally, we were like, this is not sustainable. And this feels really weird to be reading this thing. Yes, that was the other thing. I forgot about that part. That's true. We did. We did like multiple takes. And um, it was funny because I even think 
I remember sitting there being like, this is crazy. <laughs> Why is this so hard? And I think that's where, as we kind of progressed, we became more free, free flowing. It became easier to have your set of points that you want to talk about. And then you just talk, you know, for the same reason that for those of you listening, you know, these um, topics we cover resonate with you. It's because you have experience with these stuff. You as a clinician, if you're listening, or someone who has um, his training experience, right? And so you know a bit what you're talking about. Well, you know, you know a lot about what you're talking about when you're in your own practice. And I think that's what we became more comfortable with was that while we may be noobs to recording a podcast, what we're actually talking about, we both have experience and knowledge about. So talking about it is, if we can master the talking about it part and become more adept at that, then it should become easier. And I think it did. Yeah. And I think early on, there was a lot of nervousness putting, you know, when you put yourself out there uh, and if you do a podcast, you are putting yourself out there. Definitely. Uh, you're putting yourself out there for judgment, for people's opinions, solicited or not. Um, and so I know that there was a lot of concern, at least on my end, like, what are people going to think? What are people going to say? Before we launched, I was like, I feel like I'm going to throw up. And now I think we're just like, you know what? It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. And we're still going to do it. And uh, if someone doesn't like it, then, you know, they can move on and it'll be fine. And the people who find it helpful will find it helpful. But to know that you can do something and not be so concerned with other people's opinions, um, you can continue and not be so concerned about being perfect. I think that that's one of the things that Dan and I were just talking about together before recording is when we started this process, we paid so much attention to the detail and wanting everything to be perfect. The website, the picture, the logo, the all the things. And now like, you know, understanding that it doesn't have to be perfect. And so many other business owners who are doing really cool things, I hear them say, do it ugly, do it imperfectly, whatever it is, launch it. It doesn't have to be perfect. And so I think that that's something that I'm learning along the way is that things don't have to be perfect for you to get started. Yeah. And also, you know, on that sort of the same note, same lines, you know, one of the other big things I learned was, and I guess I kind of knew this, but it really kind of played itself out and demonstrated itself um, was um, the concept of authenticity. Since most people listening are probably practitioners, you as a practitioner, likely in your own practice, um, or if you work for another practice, when you work with a client, I think practitioners, mental health practitioners in particular, are particularly honed at being able to read people and are able to decipher when someone's being authentic with you. Or, you know, in the case of like my wife, when, you know, she did work in the mental health world um, as forensic psychologist, she would refer to as malingering, right? When someone's lying to you. And I think that that authenticity is you can't fake it, right? And so you can hear it when someone's authentic or not authentic. And if you're just seeing their voice, hearing their voice, so you don't have their face to also read, and you you can just you're really zoning in on what they're saying and how they're saying. Um, I think there are cues you can pick up as to whether someone's being sincere or not being sincere. And that's one of the other things that I think the big takeaways I had in doing this process was to Melissa's point is that when you're so meticulously organized, right? And you're so focused on, you know, making sure it's perfect that you're not actually presenting the most authentic, you know, side of yourself. And once we began to loosen up, I think that we became much more adept at being our authentic selves. 
And that probably came across, you know, on the, on the episodes if you're listening to them. Um, and so for me, that was, there was almost a sort of relief, like, okay, this is just who we are and we're just going to do this. And I think that kind of level of authenticity really resonated with people when in the feedback we got. Um, and I think that resonated with, I think personally, that that resonated with our guests that we had on, right? And one of the reasons why we were able to get guests on is because they can come on and know that it was going to be a relaxed experience where, like I said, we were just going to have a conversation. But I think that authenticity and, and knowing, learning that was a big critical, also critical piece that I learned that if you're going to do this, you need to be authentic. People want to hear the authentic person. They don't want to hear the fake scripted uh, side of things. Yeah. And I think it's hard, right? You know, I think in any field, you hear people talk about imposter syndrome. You hear it when people are new to the counseling field or if you're a social worker, um, because it's new, right? Like you haven't absorbed this new identity yet. And so I think even though Dan and I have been doing what we do in our own roles, Dan as an attorney, me as a therapist, podcasting was not one of our identities prior to that date. And so when you're stepping into that new role, it's like, is this what I do? Do I know what I'm doing? How do I do it? And it can take some time for that to really, you know, to wear that new hat and to feel like it's your own and to not feel, you know, to find that balance of being organized and feeling like you know what you're doing, but also letting yourself come across. Yeah, agreed. I think people respond to that better. When we learned how to do that and be that, I think that our episodes, and I definitely think our episodes now by season two are way better, not content-wise, but way better in terms of how we are presenting ourselves and how we are talking to the microphone and just kind of conveying to you listening things. Um, I think we've gotten much more depth at it. I think you probably, if you were to compare first couple of episodes to now, so season two, you, you probably, if you listen and go back and listen side by side, I bet you would hear the difference. Yeah. And I think if there's a takeaway for other people as well in this, and it's just something that I know Dan and I have heard from other business owners who have more experience in this area is, is again, knowing that you have to do it and you have to do it even though it's not perfect. And we know other podcasters who are like, wow, when I listened to my first episode compared to this other one that was way later, or when I see my first video that I ever recorded, what that looked like, compared to the videos that I can make now. What a difference. And it can feel painful looking back at your earlier work and knowing that you, in a way, maybe need to go through that process in order to have that learning experience. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I am listening to what you're saying, Melissa. I'm recalling something that, you know, I blame in the last two years or so. There was a a term that um, I learned um, and it was uh, something involving my son. And, you know, he would make artwork or draw things and he would mess up or it wouldn't be the way he wanted. He'd crumple the paper and throw it out. And I remember someone using a term called um, beautiful mistakes, mm. um, something along the lines. And we started talking to him about that. And I said, well, you know, just because it didn't come out the way you wanted it to or was thinking it was doesn't mean that what you drew or what you're, you're right, you know, you put on the piece of paper is ugly or not great. Mm-hmm. Right? It just means that it's different. And it's mm-hmm. in its own way, it's kind of beautiful. Now, I know that's kind of like, it seems sort of like that's a little bit more like hippy-dippy philosophy, but you know, it really gelled with them. And I that really just now struck me what you were saying is that, you know, one that's kind of what you're talking about from my perspective is as we've learned how to do this and get more depth at it, even the times where 
things didn't go quite as maybe we wanted. They, I still think we produced episodes that were really great. Um, and actually, in retrospect, where we said, you know, I think I could go back and say, like, oh man, like I meant to say that, or I didn't say this right, or like I totally stumbled on my words there, and that's so embarrassing. But then I, if I let go of that, then I'm like, but hey, you know what? That's actually a really great episode. Yeah. Because it's funny because I know for a fact, I can think of episodes where I've had thoughts like that. And then someone will come up to me and say, listen to your episode. And that was so informative. It was so good. And I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I knew what I was doing. Like, I, I, that was that, that to me, that was like a terrible, like I just was not in the right space or whatever it was. And so I'm always grateful to hear that. Yeah. And so for those of you who have been listening, you know, I I think just to say thank you. Thank you for being kind. If you were kind, thank you for listening. Thank you for being there with us as we're trying to figure this out. I would be curious to hear your thoughts now that you're hearing what Dan and I thought about this experience or what we sounded like originally. Yeah, it would be curious to know what other people thought about it. But thank you for you know, listening with us and going along with us through that journey of watching us learn since as we're letting you know, now we didn't know what we were doing. We did all the things that we could do to know what we were doing. But at the end of the day, until you start doing it, you know, you don't really get to have that experience and, and learn that way. Yeah. So, you know, thank you. And that's the same thing. I'll echo what Melissa said. Thank you so much for giving us your time to listen to this podcast. I've said a couple of times, but we do hope that this podcast and the episodes we've done thus far have been as informative, interesting, and, and fun for you as it was for us to be the ones on the actual podcast. The final thing I will say is that this is not the end. It's but a mere brief pause as we transition to what's next with a capital N for PYP. Um, there is more to come uh, with new topics and stories. And when it does, um, we'll be letting you know in the future, in the near future what the next looks like. And, you know, some things are in the works. So it should be exciting once we're ready to kind of announce what that's going to look like. In the meantime, if you have questions or want to follow up with me, please do feel free to send me an email. Um, you can send it to me personally. Um, uh, send it over to contact underscore us at danielmayerlaw.com. Yep. And if you are looking to get in touch with me, you can find me hanging out at my counseling practice, LifeSpring Counseling Services. You can find us at lifespringcounseling.net. And if you want to shoot me an email, you can send me one at melissa at lifespringcounseling.net. But as always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, We wish you all well and take care. We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Protecting Your Practice podcast. Be sure to visit protectingyourpractice.com to connect with us, continue the conversation, and access additional information. As a reminder, the information on this podcast does not constitute legal advice. Listeners should contact their own attorney or paid consultant for all decisions regarding their own practice.